Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Estate Agents Podcast. And uh, I'm joined by my ever faithful colleague and industry friend, uh, Stephen Brown. Good morning, Stephen. Morning, Andy. How are you today? Really good, thank you. And delighted to welcome back to the show our first return visitor, a man whose ears must have been burning throughout most of January and early February, um, and the gentleman that witnessed uh, the breaking of my Nando's virginity in Birmingham. Um, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Troy Malcolm, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Andy and Stephen. So good to hear from you guys. I miss the UK. I uh, was only reminiscing with uh, some of my colleagues uh, yesterday about how amazing that experience was of Andy breaking your uh, virginity (laughs) at Nando's and also the event that we had in Birmingham very early on in January. It was an awesome masterclass. And uh, for that, we are truly grateful and uh, hopefully looking forward to seeing you again. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're pretty excited. We were just actually, before we started recording, for all the listeners tuning in, um, we're we're talking about what does 2020 look like and and we're doing everything within our power to get back over there. So stay tuned, keep up to date with everything on this podcast, but also from emails coming out from Stephen and everything on social media because I can't wait to get back over there. And very um, looking forward to having you again. And you were absolutely exceptional. And the feedback um, was just amazing. So really, really grateful, not only for you coming over and delivering an absolute masterclass, but for you returning again um, and being the first time, as Andy said, come a returnee. So amazing. So um, this episode um, is to do with vendor paid advertising and um, we've had Sean Newman at Fine and Country and also Saul Scrivener at Fine and Country send in some, squ- um, send in some questions. So we specifically thought we'd get an expert who knows exactly what vendor paid advertising is and can share um share his thoughts and help with some scripts and dialogues and how you can add value. So um, yeah. to start with, Troy, can I just ask, what is vendor paid advertising? Because for our UK um, listeners, I think 99% of the agents here um, don't do it. Yeah, correct. So vendor paid advertising essentially throughout Australia and, and throughout the rest of the world is the vendor's contribution to marketing. And the reason why... I think it's so important for vendors to commit to marketing is it does show that there is a legitimate commitment for them to move the property on and they're not just testing the market. But I'd like to start actually before that, if I can, Stephen and Andy, I kind of want to talk about why you need it and the benefits of advertising to a certain level. Because let's face it, a lot of estate agents throughout the UK are still in the mindset that let's do things the cheapest way that's the fastest possible way to get it on right and move. And hopefully that's going to engage with someone to come or inquire about the property. The difference between amateur and professional is so vast these days. You want to be someone that stops, a scrolling stop on right move, as opposed to someone that just goes straight past. What I mean by that is, think about this. If you're on Facebook and you see a pretty average image, what do you both do? Do you scroll straight past it or do you stop and have a look? Swipe up and scroll past. Swipe up and scroll past, which is exactly the same way that we see in the real estate sphere in Australia and exactly the same in being an agency in the UK. You need to stand out in a very crowded market because if if you squint, all real estate agents currently look the same. 
So the reason why I think that vendor paid advertising or any type of professional marketing is so important is to make a point of difference in the market that you are professional in what you do and you definitely will get that engagement from buyers and a lot more inquiries. The facts suggest in Australia that people with professional photography, a professional floor plan, and even having a video of the property, the engagement rate is sometimes even 90% more than those that are still using amateur photography. That is photography taken by the estate agent, not having a floor plan on display and not using video to sell the assets of that property. That's really interesting. Um, floor plans, I do as standard, but would you believe, Troy, I stumbled across a property listing the other day where the um, photography had been clearly done on an iPhone. That's uh, I, I've got an iPhone. I know that you have. They're a great piece of kit, but they're no substitute for a professional piece of equipment, are they? No. And Andy, let's be honest as well. It's pretty low barrier to entry these days in regards to the iPhone technology. You can get away with it to a certain level, but you can definitely tell the difference of a professional outfit with an SLR camera and a professional video done. I know myself when I'm searching for property, if something doesn't look right, the chances are it's probably not right. So if it's a blown out image, if it's not res- the resolution isn't right, I'm likely just to scroll straight past and go on to the next one. You need to be able to engage with that audience and without having that professional standard, um, you're actually diluting your own personal brand. So I guess one of the more typical uh, retorts we'd have from UK-based vendors and clients um, uh, would be something along the lines of, you, you, you know, Andrew, you're asking me to pay a 2% fee. You're also asking me to pay vendor-paid uh, advertising up front. Why should I when other agents charge less and, and don't require an upfront payment? There are agents that would do it for one and a quarter percent and require nothing up front. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. And those agents um, are probably in the in the, the realm of um, not making as many sales as the ones that are doing the professional standards. And I mean that with full respect to all those agents. I find that case studies are the best way to display the value add that an agent can provide around marketing. Marketing essentially is your one tool, your shop front, to really sell the benefits of your brand and service. If you stand out from the crowd and you have case studies that support the difference in being amateur and professional, you will really see that return. And let's also be reminded that 2.5% or 2%, um, including VAT, for an increase of maybe 5, 10, 15,000 pounds by having those professional photos done and a professional video on floor plan, the increase is actually quite significant as opposed to just spending that little bit extra and making that professional standard around the photography and also the marketing material. It's really interesting. I find it similar across the board in the way that agents and buyers and sellers all come to this one resolution. The value of their home is by far one of the greatest assets that they'll ever own in their life. The marketing spend over the course of five, six, seven, eight weeks is not really that expensive. The value you get from that marketing is far greater. Spot on. I mean, it is a vendor's biggest tax-free asset. Um, And what's really interesting here, and I don't know if anybody's ever done the exercise, but if you work out as an agent how much you actually spend on the marketing of a property, Um, And obviously here, um, the majority of agents, it's no sale, no fee. So if you don't sell it, you know, potentially you may have spent £2,000 of marketing and you'll not get anything back at all for that marketing. So um, be an interesting exercise to do to actually see how much you spent um, 
per instruction to get where you are. Yeah, and it puts you on the shopping list, right, Stephen, right? By, by having this professional sorry, marketing Troy, I, I, and going, yeah. I, I love the idea as well of it gaining the commitment from the seller so that you know that they're, they're serious because I see so many properties in the UK market coming to market and then disappearing off the market having not sold. Um, either because they're too much money or there's a lack of motivation from the seller. So the idea of the, the, the VPA to establish how committed a seller is to the market, I think is phenomenal. Yeah, and we call it, and a good friend of all of ours, Tom Panos, uses the terminology calling it attraction agent. And by having becoming an attraction agent, this is just one element of becoming an attraction agent by having those professional standards out there. And I know that I'm emphasizing the professionalism of this, but I really think it's an opportunity, especially in the UK, especially what we experienced in January, the small shift of going from amateur to professional in the marketing standards by having the consistency on social media and seen online as the number one focus to build market share in 2019 and 2020, that's going to create momentum for any agent in any area throughout the entire United Kingdom. Now, you mentioned case studies as well, Troy, um, and, and I love the idea of case studies. But for our listeners, how would you go about delivering those? Are we talking video and social content less than two minutes so we can put it on Insta and, and LinkedIn? Or are we talking written testimonials or presenter files? Or how would you and your team at McGrath, who are a, a hugely respected team throughout um, Australia, deliver those individual case studies? So we definitely use a mix of all of that, what you just mentioned. Um, social testimonials online uh, to, to confirm that the position that we achieved a premium price, a written testimonial from a vendor talking about the service levels, the professionalism, and also the marketing uh, from uh, what the, the agent recommended that they use throughout the campaign. And then we have another template that we have a history of every one of our sales that we've made the photo of the property, the address of the property, the configuration, bedrooms, bathrooms, cars, the day it was listed, what type of campaign it was, whether it was auction or just for sale, the marketing investment on behalf of the vendor, the price guide, and then the price achieved. And this is the thing. By most of the time, people we know, um, Dr. Robert Cialdini, which we spoke about in the UK early in January, has a number of pillars of influence. We know that the majority of people are influenced by social proof. Now, social proof in this instance is if similar people are doing similar things, then the chances of me achieving a similar result are quite high. And by having that investment made, if you want to get the same result, a premium result that maybe someone got, Mr. and Mrs. Jones around the corner, we would recommend our best recommendation to achieve that premium price and not miss out on any last buyer that could be out there searching for your home is to significantly invest in your property and the advertising of that home. Fantastic. Look, 99% of agents um, in the UK definitely wouldn't charge um, for vendor paid advertising um, and they wouldn't feel comfortable doing it full stop. Um, I'm sure that was the case when it first came out in Australia. Um, how did, I suppose, how did the momentum change over there to get vendors to understand that this was going to put more money in their pocket for their biggest tax-free asset? 
Yeah, it's it was definitely um, a shift that happened when we saw the launch of online advertising from the likes of our two biggest portals, which is the equivalent of your rightmove.com.co.uk, uh, which was realestate.com and also domain.com. They're the two largest portals in Australia at the moment. Um, we saw the shift happen back then and we noticed that um, a lot of agents started to dip their toe in that side of the business. They started to understand that professional photography was was pretty important. Uh, then they started to realize that uh, advertising in the local publication, the local paper, uh, beautiful photos were a reason for people to engage with the home. Having signboards, and we, we're very fortunate, I know that you don't have the luxury in your local uh, councils and districts to have big four foot by eight foot photo signboards with all the information of the property for sale. But we allow we are allowed to do that. And, and we saw that again as another way to stand out from a very crowded real estate market in Australia. So there was a number of layers. Stephen, the, the biggest thing for us was education. It was advertising. It was sharing those case studies. It was displaying the results of the previous people that had done similar campaigns that really created influence in the entire market. We were also very fortunate. We saw a lot of increase really in sales based on that. Really, really interesting. So, Troy, if a client absolutely refused to pay a VPA, would your agents walk away from the instruction? Um, would you take a view on it? How, how would it work? No. So, we, we, my view on that, and I know that it's shared by a lot of uh, estate agencies in Australia, is... Um, the level of commitment by not investing in taking their property to market um, is not really beneficial to them or to the estate agent. If there's no investment there, a estate agent could be turning up to open for inspections half hour every week, 45 minutes um, twice a week for the course of eight to 10 weeks and get no result. Now, the vendor in that instance can walk away and, and not really have any commitment. And most of the agents in Australia right now, they see it as um, they're not interested or they're not fully committed to selling their home. The benefit of having that investment in the marketing and, and showing the difference between um, a vendor that's really committed or an even agent is investing in the marketing themselves is the fact that if, if the agent is investing in the marketing um, and they're paying, and a lot of the time we see that, uh, a lot of agents will be investing in the marketing, they may invest in five or six different campaigns and carry the costs on behalf of the vendor, to me that puts a lot of pressure under the agent to make a quick sale. As a vendor, that would make me nervous that I wouldn't be getting the right advice, transparent with integrity and honesty, that the agent is working in the best interest. Okay, that's again really interesting. Um, can I ask how you would respond to this, um, Troy? So my house is going to sell quickly. They always do in this location. I can't see it. Necess- I can't see it necessary for me to pay um, vendor pays advertising. The majority of the costs seem to be towards the cost of a video. I won't need a video. The house will sell itself due to the location. How many times have we heard that? <laughs> I, I would absolutely say, well, what's the ultimate price that you were willing to achieve? For me, investing 1500 to 2000 pounds uh, in a full marketing campaign, we could increase the value of your home by maybe twenty to 30,000 pounds. That doesn't seem like a big investment for a big return. Okay, I'm sold. 
It's well, really I mean, interesting it, it, though. It's a conversation, right? And a lot of it, I don't want to give, and we did say this before I started recording, I don't want to give a specific script. Um, and the reason why, because I think people can read through scripts these days. I don't think scripts work as well as they did in the early 90s. When someone speaks to you on the phone or when someone's speaking to you face-to-face, a specific script, it sounds scripted. And I think that the world right now, the expectations of our consumers, our clients, is that they want to have authentic conversations. The less authentic conversations we have, the more we're going to sound like salespeople. And if we sound like salespeople, then we're just going to be like every other estate agent. And we've got the smart brigade listening to this podcast right now. So the more authentic conversations with transparency and honesty based on results and case studies, the better the outcome for everyone. So let me ask you, Troy, if I may, um, because in the UK, as I'm sure there's the same in Australia, but in the UK, we have a really diverse range of property prices and areas of growth. So rather than putting a figurative amount on the VPA, because that will change drastically from central London to the north of England, what kind of percentage of the value of a client's home would you achieve in VPA, typically in in Oz, um, it's a good question. And again, we we have very similar markets to what you have. Anything within the ten kilometer radius of the CBD, um, they normally like to invest slightly more. Um, that's just based on what we get on charged from companies like Domain and Real Estate. So we have a premium fee per listing, as opposed to your investment, which is I think per month for for Right Move. Is that correct? Yeah, we pay a monthly subscription, but it's not um, attached to a particular property. It's an office subscription based on the number of units that come to market. Yeah, so slightly different here. We um, are pay we pay a service fee or an upload fee per property. Um, so the the higher density areas where there's a lot more competing properties, it's more expensive. But I would say, Andy, anywhere up to 1%, um, sometimes 2% is kind of where you would see the majority of investment made throughout the entire Australian market. Respectfully, the capital cities, you may be paying 3 or 4% of the total value of the home in a marketing fee. Wow. Okay. That, um, again, it's just mindset here. Um, you know, so from... It's, Stephen, it is. It's making the decision and having the belief. And and that's probably something we should have started off this podcast with, understanding that the belief of knowing that the marketing works is half the battle. And we say that to our group of agents all the time. If you understand what marketing is and you understand the benefits and what that means to expose the property and cast the net as far as possible to every buyer that may be thinking about in the future or right now buying a home like yours, I want to take that opportunity. You can't sell a secret in today's market. Yeah, and I suppose it's from from an agent's point of view here. It's actually, you know, can I get can I demonstrate to the vendor that actually by doing all this marketing, by doing the videos, adding the floor plans, the professional photos, that is going to bring that extra five percent premium, um, or or is it just Absolutely. down to actually, you know, that agent is a bloody good negotiator and he can negotiate with any um, purchaser to get that extra 5%. So, well, why do I need to spend that money? A, a good and a how long is a piece of string? I mean, that's a debate. And and most of the – but this is the thing, right? Most of the agents that are very good at negotiation, they're also very good at selling VPA. In my experience, over the last 18 years of working with a really high – caliber of agents throughout Australia, um, eastern states, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, 
um, all the way down and seeing the great cross section of agents across Australia, um, I know that the most of the agents that are high performers, they won't work with a campaign that doesn't have a significant investment in marketing and then they negotiate very well with those buyers as well. It's really interesting because, Stephen, you know, you've been a mentor of mine and and good personal friend for for five or six years now. And uh, I'm very proud of the fact that I charge a 2% fee to deliver an absolutely awesome service at a premium price to my clients. Um, And I've got agents that are are competing at less than 1% in the area that I trade. Um, And I don't think that there's any reasonable human being, even in the difficult marketplaces because i you know i consider mine to be a crowded market 15 15,000 houses uh, seven agents competing for the business um you know if you're sitting there with a hundred thousand pound house in a, a northern market you charged a two percent fee uh, and one percent vpa if you could say to that client that that three thousand pound or that additional one thousand pound investment is going to yield you another five thousand pounds on the price would you do that 80-20 split with me? Would you invest a thousand if I'll return you four four times that? I don't think there's any reasonable human being that would uh, would not know. No, that, but again, there? it's all about demonstrating it. So you know, and I'm, I think um, Troy's hit the nail on the head. It's about demonstrating the case studies and showing how good you are at negotiating. Then having no, that vendor or um, testimonial as well. Um, saying to them, right, here you go, speak to the last 10 sales and you can see um, and listen to them what we've actually what we've actually done and the difference we've made. And they can be life-changing amounts. The other side of that, Stephen and Andy, is the fact that the greater the rate of a marketing that you do, the greater the rate of inquiry you will get. Um, naturally, the more inquiry you get, the more activity at any private inspection that you may have, or if you're going down the path of potentially having open for inspections, the more people will turn up to that open for inspection with an advertised time. Um, that's kind of what you want because people, using the scarcity mindset, people will go and fight for something they emotionally fall in love with, but they also know is very popular. If you ever go to a property and it's been on the market for a very long period of time, the photos are average, it's not really clean and tidy, it may be tenanted and it doesn't look like home, you're more likely to just say no. But if you go to a home that's beautifully presented, very clean, it's only just hit the market, the chances of you wanting to move on that property quicker than most are quite high. I think there's another element here as well, isn't there, Stephen? Uh, we're talking about generating maximum number of inquiries, which for all the reasons that you've just mentioned, Troy, one one thing that we didn't mention for our listeners is those inquiries are likely to have properties to sell and they will become your next instructions, particularly if they've seen the brand, the marketing um, and, and what the efforts that you've gone to to bring that property to market. Yep. Andy, not only that, not only that, Andy, they know people as well that are thinking about selling in the next three, six, 12 months. Uh, so, you know, I know that the, the movement rate is quite um, less than what it is in Australia. I know that it can be up to 10, 15 years 
throughout the UK, but they know someone, they know a family friend, they know a relative, they know um, maybe a friend from school that potentially has to move because of a career change, a lifestyle change. Uh, Maybe they've had their second child, they need to upgrade their home. The conversations you have, it starts to build momentum naturally, which is the element that I guess we're getting to, which is how do you expose yourself to the maximum amount of people to become- Definitely. And it's all about creating those raving fans. Yeah, and you don't need that many. Remember in January, we did say you only need 100 raving fans. 100 raving fans, 100 people talking about you, only ever recommending you in the market is going to set your world apart from the other estate agents in the area that are waiting for someone to come into the office and say, I've got something to sell. Who's the best person to speak to? Definitely. Can I just come back on um, one point, um, Troy, if I may? Because I think I think you'll find here yeah. with what's going on, and it's a game to talk about mindset. So some agents um, in a challenging market, as it as we are in the UK, are having record months. Some agents are in, um, yep. you know, struggling at the moment. So some agents will say, you know what, we just have, there's a lot of uncertainty with what's going on with Brexit. Um, there's a lack of confidence in the market. We don't have the amount of buyers that we once had before. So Troy, you're talking about creating this competition, but at the moment I'll be lucky to get one or two people there in my area. Um, so there's no way I can ask a vendor yep. for um, vendor paid advertising because I'm not going to bring anybody around. Um, how, how would you counter that? Because I'm yep. sure there's some listeners here that will be thinking that. I, yeah, I would, I would even more so sell the benefits of marketing in that instance. The more people that I can get access to, the better. And if I don't know them already and I'm not introducing them, when the times were good, how were you finding buyers? You were kind of just hoping that someone was going to see it online. But you didn't have to stand out because people were actually wanting property. Now's even more to invest. And we've seen a lot of our, because we have a very similar market right now. Some markets in Australia, some markets in Sydney have had volumes drop down up to 30% of where they were 24 months ago. That's a considerable change from the volume that was going through the business. Those agents, the very best of those agents, are actually investing double down in marketing. They're investing more in marketing. They're investing more in their own self-promotion, their own personal brand because they want to be the agent of choice. So I actually say the challenge or the opportunity for everyone listening to this podcast is if everyone else in the market is doing A, even more reason for you to do B, right? So if no one's doing VPA, that's your point of difference. That creates an attraction brand. In the absence of differentiation, (laughs) people will always buy on price. And I think that absolutely nails and sums it up. Yeah, well, if, if, if you can't show enough value, people will go to fee and then you'll be fighting for the 1% or 1.25%, uh, including VAT. If you can't show your difference, if you can't show the reason why people will select you, have that mindset of belief, investment in marketing, exposing it to the most amount of people, you are going to fall into the normal agent that everyone else just disregards. That's brilliant. Listen, Troy, um, thank you so much again for your time today. Um, It's interesting. My phone's been um, pinging off because I've been putting out on social the last couple of days that I'm interviewing you again for the EA podcast. Um, and I'm getting some really lovely replies. And uh, one of them is actually from uh, from a guy called Richard Morris that you met. Yes. Um, and he, he's like, enjoy that interview, um, Overs. Um, the guy just always gets me so pumped. Uh, it must be amazing doing the podcast. And it, and it absolutely is. You literally, you know, spending two days with you as I did in January with Stephen and Luke. 
um, has absolutely started my year with a reinvigorated passion. And I hope that that is now transpiring uh, into our listeners uh, for their benefit as well. You're an awesome guy and somebody I can now consider to be a friend. Thank you so much for lending us your time again today. Um, and from myself and Stephen, uh, it's goodbye. Thank you, Troy. Thank you so much. As a final note to all the listeners, just remember this. What you do in this market will set you up for when the market shifts again. So if you're doing everything right in this market, you're exposing yourself to as many buyers, you're creating raving fans, when the market becomes more buoyant again post-Brexit, you are going to be the agent of choice. I cannot emphasize that enough because we're seeing the same thing in Australia. We've got a federal election coming up mid-May and we know that most of the agents that are building momentum and doing everything right now to become that agent of choice are going to set themselves up for market share growth early in the new financial year or whenever the market shifts to go back to be a buoyant market. Thank you so much, guys. I love checking in with you. Can't wait to hear the feedback from this episode. We've just been going just under 30 minutes. Time flies when I'm talking to you guys. You are now friends. That is 100% true. For anyone that has any questions on the podcast, send them through to you guys because I'm more than happy to go on and do Q&A. And I'll also send you that case study sheet Um, So if you want to share that on one of the websites or you want to share that, Stephen, with your group, um, absolutely happy to do that. It's a very simple document, but it's very effective. That's very kind of you. Thank you. And and once again... um, you know, I know you've had, um, you've opened up a new office in um, Sydney. You've traveled about five hours in the car today. It's the end of the day. You've been running, you've been um, training <laughs> and, and you still manage, and you've still, and you still managed to give us your time and make us jealous by saying it's 26 degrees still uh, um, eight o'clock in <laughs> Sydney. So thank you. Thank you once again. Not only were you amazing in January, but you were absolutely phenomenal today. So really, really grateful. Um, and please, everybody, watch this space because um, Troy's going to be back next year um, sharing loads more tips and insights um, to make um, I suppose 2020 even better than 2019 which is going to be hard after listening to you in um, in January Um, but thank thank you so much again and again please if you've enjoyed the episode um, like it share it rate it review it six stars now Um, that'd be absolutely fantastic so once again Andy thank you Um, Troy thank you very much and have a wonderful day everybody